This week on Buffy the Gilmore Slayer. Listen, we're going to be talking about the butt stuff. Hello and welcome to Buffy the Gilmore Slayer. I'm Brian Morris. I'm Stacey Kulo, and we're both comedians. And a couple. And I recently finished watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one of Brian's favorite shows. And I recently finished watching Gilmore Girls, one of Stacey's favorite shows. We watched both shows together, all seven seasons, comparing them as we went. And now we are watching Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life, as well as reading the Buffy comics. But this week, we're doing something a little bit different. We're going to try to summon a demon via podcast. Yeah, and you guys are going to help. We're not actually doing that. Don't freak out. I, we're, we're, not, we're just going to talk about our travels. Yeah, so we were getting ready to do our part three of the Buffy Season 8 comics, but we were like, we have so much to tell them up top about all of our travels. It's been so long. That's going to be like a 20-minute intro. Why don't we just do an episode about all of that? Yeah, I mean, we did a lot. We went and met the cast. Yeah. And we had a watch party and just a small sampling of you were like, yeah, totally do that. So we're doing it. This week is just us talking about what we did in Maine and Italy and anything else we've done since we talked to you last. And then in two weeks, we will put out that Buffy episode. We've already read the comics and taken all the notes. We just got to record it. But there's a lot of other stuff to say. Yeah. Uh, we'll say this, there's a Buffy audiobook that has come out. We have listened to the first episode, and we're going to continue to listen to it, and we're going to have more content about it that is coming up. We haven't really decided how exactly we're going to do it, but I think maybe, like, some YouTube videos about it? We should do it soon, because it's out. People have read it. Yeah. Listened to it? I don't know that I have a, an episode's worth of thoughts on the first one. No, not yet. I, I need more of it to decide how I feel, I think. We figured out how to pair both of our AirPods to one phone, and we listened to it while we were waiting for a train in Italy. Yeah. So far, fine? So far, I have questions. I have questions. Okay, before we dive into a recap of ourselves, let's do some five-star reviews. From Instagram, thank you so much to Chainsaws. Thank you, Chainsaws. Chainsaws also hosts a podcast about the secret life of the American teenager. And apparently there's a lore on their podcast that the city of Bologna is known for sex, specifically oral sex, and they wanted to know if we could confirm or deny this. Well. I told them we maybe saw some teens making out, but I, I don't know that there was a lot of oral sex that we saw. I mean, it's possible they were inside doing that and we just missed it because we were outside. There were those street cleaning cats. <laughs> we'll get into that. From Facebook, thank you so much to Hadas Bashan. Stay safe. From Apple Podcasts, thank you to Atrev0814. Thank you. Emmeline Hale15. Thank you. A Shara. Thank you. Melly Fern. Thank you. And Bcut360, who thank you. also found out that two of their co-workers randomly listen. What? Shout out to Liz and Ryan. What happened that like three people at the same job listen to this podcast? It's also my job. <laughs> it's not. I don't know these people. Oh, I was like, wait, what? Well, thank you. What a quinky dink. Yeah. And we also had someone via email give us five stars. Five stars for me, four for you, because that's what you've asked for. Mm -hmm. That's fair. And they gave us a little bit of Italy advice. 
He told us about this sandwich place in Florence that we have heard of. That we did not go to. But he did. He like kind of downplayed it the further along he got in the email because it has gotten kind of famous. And there's actually one in New York. So. Oh, OK. Well. But he had reached out in the past about advice for New York stuff. And then I was telling him about tips and tricks for sleep no more. And mm-hmm. he said our tips and tricks really enhance their experience. Oh, well, I'm really glad. Yeah. I feel like knowing a few things before you go to that show can really enhance your experience. Yeah. So if you are in New York and you want a crazy immersive theater experience, reach out. If you want to rub a bald head and have a random person kiss you, we can teach you the secrets. Yeah. Okay. That is all for the five-star reviews at this time. There's a lot because we haven't recorded one of these for like a month. Yes. Sorry. We've been traveling, as we'll discuss. Yeah. We got to talk about FanFest. We got to talk about it. You go ahead, Brian. What was FanFest? I've been before. This was your first one. So this is just insane that this even exists. So for those of you that don't know, it's this festival that's been going on for how long? I think like 2016 was maybe the first one. And it's it's big. I guess it used to be very, very big. Like yeah. thousands of people would go. I think about a thousand, yeah. Which is like insane. Uh, now it's like, what, a couple hundred? I think so, yeah. A couple things you need to know about the festival is that they're not affiliated with the Gilmore Girls show or the network, so they're not allowed to use the Gilmore Girls name. At least in the branding. I mean, it definitely comes up. Oh, absolutely. More on the festival's legal situation later. But this festival is just all these people coming in to sort of just like celebrate Gilmore Girls and like Gilmore Girls fandom. So it's a lot of women of various ages who are just in love with the show and like are going to Gilmore Girl themed events. There was a lot of Gilmore Girl trivia. They had like a fake town hall meeting. They also invite some of the actors to this thing where you can meet them and they're involved in a couple of these performances as well. There's like a big costume contest, which is really fun. Yeah. Actor wise, it was pretty scaled down this year. I went last year and it was like pretty much double the actors and double the crew. This year, there was just one writer and then Valerie, who you might know from TikTok, the set costumer, who stayed with us for a few days afterwards, actually. Yes. In New York. But yeah, there was also like a few more like writer producer types last year as well. So it it was really scaled back maybe because of the strike. But they had April this year. Yeah. Which was great for me. I didn't go last year. You did. Because you hadn't finished the show. But you, spoilers, Brian has finished A Year on the Life. We're not going to talk about it. Because we'll dive into that when we do that episode. But we did make sure he didn't have any spoilers when he went to this thing. But the fact that this thing exists is like boggles my mind. That like the fandom is still this strong that people would pay money to travel to go to this Gilmore Girl thing. In some respects, it sort of reminds me of like summer camp where people went and then sort of met a bunch of people. And were like, these are my friends now. I can't wait to see them next year. Yeah, it's a lot of the same people that go every year again to see Mm -hmm. their friends. But new people come too. We, we met a few people whose first time it was. Yeah. But it's just absolutely ludicrous that this is still happening this far out from when the show ended. Now, it is true that the revival isn't super old. That's relatively fresh. And that's about when the festival started. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Is that probably like lit a fire under people and got like some people interested in doing this. But still, even so, it just seems like this should have died out. Not because the show's bad, just because I can't imagine the fandom being this strong. I was impressed. Yeah, I don't know of any other thing like this where there's sort of like an indie festival. Maybe there is. And they also just can't advertise it very well. And we just don't right. know about it. I didn't know about it until last year, like earlier in the year before I went. But it's in this cute little town in Maine. 
Yes. At least it was. Um, next year it'll be in Connecticut. They did announce mm-hmm. that they're having another one. They weren't sure. Because of their struggles with the legalness of it, I think they have mm-hmm. a hard time, you know, getting people to come. So they're, they're always not sure if they'll be able to keep doing it, but they are. I thought it would be cool if they did a Buffy-Gilmore girl combo, double the amount of people that would go. I realize that's a very niche audience, which is the people I'm speaking to. I guess I'm preaching to that choir. <laughs> but I feel like that would be a fun group of people with similar interests. That Venn diagram would overlap quite a bit. Yeah, we were brainstorming ideas for a Buffy festival. But the thing is, part of the charm of this is it's set in this like little New England town where Buffy is set in like random ass California. Absolutely. The thing is pretty cool. I do think there was too much trivia. I just felt like every time you turn around, they're like, and we're doing more trivia. And there are just some people that are just so obsessed with the show that it's like you do three different sneezes from the show. And they're like, oh, that one's Kirk. <laughs> that one's Rory. Season four. We went to one thinking we'd do pretty well because we just, you know, deep dived the whole show. And took notes and talked about it at length. We did not great. There was like one or two that we like knew but couldn't think of, but there were several. I was like, yeah, there's no way I would know that. Yeah. But the group that won got like all but two right. Mm-hmm. I think we got a little more than half. We still had some fun. We had some great seafood from the ocean. As opposed to the seafood from the pond out back that we usually have. Yeah, we usually fish at this lake beach. <laughs> it's an SNL reference. But the big story, the big headline is that we got to host the cast panel. Yes. And as we may or may not have mentioned before, there is an actor strike that's going on, and they were not allowed to discuss their show. The big thing was they couldn't say the character name or the show name. They could discuss their experience without, like, labeling it too hard. Right, but they have to tiptoe around this stuff. I couldn't Mm -hmm. be like, what was it like being Rory's friend? Actually, that I could say maybe, but I couldn't be like, what's it like being Max Medina? Yeah. So interestingly enough, the only reason that the actors were able to come to this event is because it's not actually affiliated with Gilmore Girls, technically. Now, obviously, it all is. We all know it is. It's a Gilmore Girls fan festival. But that's not in the title. They don't have the rights to that. So they can't say that. And because they're not technically affiliated, the actors can come. They're not breaking any of the strike rules. But it left us in a pickle. Because we were set up to ask them a ton of questions in front of a group that wants to hear about Gilmore Girls, but we can't say Gilmore Girls or say their characters' names or ask them questions with those words. Yeah. yeah, so the actors that were there were Scott Cohen, Max Medina, Vanessa Morano, April, Kathleen Wilhoyt, who plays Liz Danes, Eris Alvarado, who plays Caesar, and Devin Sorvari, who plays Honor Huntsberger. I had gotten their information ahead of time to contact them and ask them what they were comfortable with. So we had sort of some mm-hmm. guidelines and I spoke to a few of them on the phone and via email specifically, like figured out what we could and couldn't say. And I told them we would send them an outline like the day or two before. So we kind of went to Maine with an idea of what we we're going to do. But we literally spent like all of the day of the interview like in our hotel room. Yeah. Coming up with exactly what we were going to do or like just outlining it in a way that made sense. And we you did a lot of work on a game that we played with them, which was kind of fun. Yeah, it was called Did I Say That? Where we came up with what two lines of dialogue, one that they Mm -hmm. said and one that was like something they maybe could have said. It was a line from the show, but like something that someone else said. 
Yeah. Because none of them really remembered much of it. So we thought that might be fun. For the most part, they knew. They got most of them right. But then we had the audience say who said the other line. And the audience knew all of them. Yeah. It was it was to the point where it was like, really, guys? Like, I can't believe anyone got that. But they knew immediately. So that yeah. was fun playing that game with them. Uh, it was also fun playing this tiptoe dance where we couldn't say stuff, but we were like alluding wink, wink to the audience of what we were talking about. Uh, it was also very fun to ask, and we did, why April ruined the show. <laughs> I read some comments that people were mad that we asked that, but we don't think that she did, just to make that clear, if any of you were listening. And we spoke to her backstage and like made this joke with her that we don't think that. Yes. So when we asked her that, it was, I believe it was very clear to her that we were joking. But uh, I guess some people, are like, I can't believe you asked that. I'm like, she's heard worse. The real question then we asked was about what's it like to have to deal with all that backlash? What's that been like for you? Because we know the community has been unfair to you in some regards. Some of the community has been unfair to April. Some major highlights were we had learned that Scott Cohen was a clown in the past. Yeah. We asked him what his, his clown name was. <laughs> it was Giacomo. <laughs> <laughs> like that kept coming back up. And then he actually, I mean, I think the writers wrote to it, but there's actually quite a few instances of him in the show talking about like being a clown. So the fake line we gave him was that line where like Dean is ordering that big lunch order from Jess and Jess is talking to the clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he actually, Max Medina had a line about clown cars that we used. Yeah. The other thing that really stands out for me is we ask them, the men, Eris and Scott, how often they think about the Roman Empire, because this was still pretty fresh then. Oh, and yeah. They, they both just like stared at us like, what the heck? But then the audience reacted so hard. Right. Because this, again, was still pretty fresh at the time. And you could tell they were like, why, why is the audience laughing? Like, was this from the show? Like, what are you talking yeah. about? They were so, like, lost. It was so beautiful because the audience lost their shit. The <laughs> actors were, like, super confused. But then Giacomo, Max <laughs> Medina, is like, well, you know, actually, I do think about it pretty often. <laughs> yeah, I think they both said, like, once a week, at least. It's hilarious. It was perfect. If we didn't already mention, Brian thinks about the Roman Empire daily. Yeah, I do. It's so comparable to the society we live in right now. The parallels are, like, very clear. And their military was super cool, the way they would fight together and stuff, and the way they had to fight against elephants. That's just cool. After I found this out, we did watch a bunch of videos about the Roman Empire. It is pretty cool. Yeah. And we're slowly watching Gladiator. <laughs> yeah, when we were in Italy, we thought it would be fun to watch Gladiator before we went to the Coliseum, but we kept getting, like, tired. <laughs> we wanted to watch the movie before we went, but we just, like, yeah. ran out of time. So we were watching it in, like, 20-minute chunks <laughs> and then we'd like fall asleep and we're almost to the end. We've been home for two weeks and we still haven't finished it. We're gonna get there. Russell Crowe is about to get revenge. This is a little self-congratulatory, but I actually feel like it went very well. Yeah. I feel like the actors opened up and felt comfortable with us, even though yeah. there was this minefield we had to walk through about what we could say or couldn't say. I feel like they came on this journey with us. I feel like we made the audience laugh as well. And it went well. And I was worried, if I'm being totally honest and transparent, I was worried it could go poorly, not because we were ill-prepared, because we were very prepared, but just because of the complications of the strike. And I didn't know how game the actors would be. 
Yeah, and they they don't know each other that well. Like they weren't really together in scenes for the most part, but they right. had good rapport with each other. Yes. It it was really fun. We got a lot of nice feedback from the audience. I think it was it was a good part of the festival and the the people who ran the festival really were happy with what we did and Yeah, we got a lot of positive feedback. And it sounds like we would be welcome back in the future to host other things for them. Yeah. So yeah, we'll maybe be there next year. Where we will turn it into a Buffy Gilmore Girl fan festival. Yeah, we're just going to do that. We're going to take it over. (laughs) People keep asking if it was filmed. It was. We asked if we could have it. and They said they would give it to us, but we're not supposed to like post it. I don't exactly know why they film it because they're not supposed to share it. We could maybe use it for some kind of promo for ourselves if we wanted to like book work or something. But yeah, we cannot share it, unfortunately. And we don't have it yet anyway. Oh, we also got to meet the hosts of Gilmore to Say, another Gilmore Girls podcast. Oh, yes. Haley and Tara. We hung out with them quite a bit. They were really cool. We got dinner with them a couple times. Mm -hmm. And the town was really cool. I had a great time last year. I mostly just wanted to show you that cute little town and theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was very cute. We had some good food. We did. Walked along the ocean. Mm -hmm. It is going to Connecticut again next year, but I'm glad you got to see Maine with me. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, Ryan. Let's tell them about Italy. Why don't you summarize what happened? Okay, so we went to Italy. We found out everyone smokes there. Oh, yeah. And we had amazing food, and it was fantastic. And we traveled a lot. went to four cities. We went to Rome. We went to Florence. We went to Bologna. And we went to Venice. And we ate a shit ton of food that was delicious. You guys aren't going to believe this. Italians, super good at pasta. It's true. Little known secret. They know how to make pasta real good. Okay. So we left on a Saturday. We had a nighttime flight where they fed us dinner and put us to bed. Sorry, who fed us? Oh, on the flight. On the plane, yeah. (laughs) Anything noteworthy about the plane trip there? I don't know. I don't think so. A lot of coughing. We were a little nervous about getting COVID. So we got our COVID shots, the boosters. Like a week before FanFest. Yes. Two weeks before Italy. We were afraid we might get it at FanFest. But we didn't. We went to Italy and got coughed on by a thousand strangers. And we really got to play this fun game in Italy of, does this person coughing on me have COVID? Or are they just a European who's smoked since they were a teenager? Or both. Or both. Sometimes you could tell. Like that man who sat across from us in Venice on that boat, who was just like a businessman going to work, he just like sat down reeking of cigarettes and then his breath was like rattling <laughs> like coughed the whole way i was like i don't think he's sick i think he's yeah just... he was like going to work too i was like no you're not <sighs> sick you've just smoked your entire life they smoke a lot in, in italy this is this is just an observation there's a lot of things in america we do that aren't great but it's so funny to me that like so many people smoke like chain smoke when they're out and i'm like oh yeah that's the thing here i forgot i remember going to bars when i was 21 and people smoked yeah we asked a tour guide if just like everyone smokes like if she smokes she says she smokes when she goes out yeah but she said some people do just like smoke a lot it's just weird because here i mean when we were little kids you could smoke in restaurants there was yeah. like a smoking section. I don't remember it ever being integrated. Restaurants were like divided. Eh, that's like bars and bowling alleys. You could smoke wherever. But now, even if you're like eating outside, if you want to smoke, you got to go like 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. Where this, if you're eating outside, there, someone is smoking 
with you at your table. <laughs> they, they just yeah. send that guy over to, to be smoking at you. <laughs> so we flew to Rome. You get to the airport, you take a high-speed train to get to the city. Trains are a little confusing. So we are pretty good at public transit in New York, so we weren't too worried about getting around. But we knew going in that you have to, like, validate your tickets there, and it's, like, a big thing. Like, if you don't, you'll get a fine or something. I think this is a scam. You think it's a scam? I don't, well, there, apparently my sister got, like, a ticket for not validating her ticket. Okay, but then we went up to that booth, and we're like, dude, how do we validate our tickets? And he was like... All you have to do is go through the gate. And we're like, okay. but yeah, So was he, was he trying to trick us into not validating it so we would get a fine? I don't know. Or he just didn't understand what we were asking or he was mad at us. It was unclear. He was probably just a really desperate need of a cigarette and was in a bad mood. Sure. So then we, we did validate our ticket. We like punched it, but it didn't matter. Like nobody checked it ever. Right. We didn't take a lot of trains where people checked. I mean, they, the, fa- the high speed ones they checked. Also, like, when we took buses later on, we were, like, trying to figure out how to pay for them. But no one ever looked to see if you paid. People would just get on and not pay. And I'm like, what What are the rules here? We definitely didn't need to pay for that one boat. Yeah, it was complicated. Okay, so we, we figured it out. We got on the train. We get to Rome. Our hotel is fine. Our hotel is fine. It's a little small. Not a big deal. We're not going to be there a bunch. We didn't, like, go all out on, like, the most expensive hotels. It's got a shower, it's got a bidet, and they actually had very good breakfast there. It's kind of like a continental breakfast, but it had like little egg dishes and sandwiches too. It was like a nice one. Like the food was good. Like I was like, oh, this is like legitimately not cheap shit. Yeah. This is good. They made you cappuccino. There's like little tables and stuff. That was really nice. But while we were there, the maid just like kept trying to come into our room constantly. Yeah, because, I mean, we slept in a little the first day, and I think we, like, got breakfast and then came back to the room to get ready. And she just walked in. She didn't didn't knock. knock, Just walked in. It was like, oh, you're here? I'm sorry. Then left. And then just came back, like, 15 minutes later, like, oh, you're still here? I didn't have a shirt on. She's like, oh, no. I'm like, yeah, this is my room. Yeah. I was, like, Googling, do maids in Europe not knock? (laughs) Roman maid, no knock? Like, what? (laughs) Why? Is this normal? Love that you're Googling in, like, broken English. (laughs) She came in like three times. It was like, okay, lady, just, it's fine. It's fine. I think by the third day she knocked. Yeah. She had, she Googled it. She was like, Italian maids, American guests, what do? (laughs) There was one time (laughs) where we like went to breakfast or went out to get something and came back and our window was just like wide open. That was the only thing that had changed. No bed. I'm guessing she had come in the room, heard us coming, freaked out and jumped out the window. That's what I think (laughs) happened. She's like, oh shit. I can't be caught in here again. I bet he doesn't have a shirt on. It did have a bidet, and I... I, We were a little bidet shy. Brian was so excited for bidets. I think three out of the four places we stayed had a bidet. And this is, like, not a bidet attached to the toilet. It's, like, a separate butt sink, like a whole second toilet. What I will say, a couple things. Here's what I will say about bidet. I was very excited about using a bidet because my butt is sensitive. Uh... (laughs) Before we get into any of the butt stuff, uh, let's talk about... <laughs> Shock jock? Butt stuff. <laughs> Listen, we're going to be talking about that. Butt stuff. So before we get into the butt stuff, I will say that you can wash your feet in a bidet. I did that at some point. I was like, my feet smell. And I was like, oh, I'll just wash them in this little low sink. Uh, you can also, if you're a lady and your downstairs is fresh, you can freshen up with a bidet. That's what a YouTube video told me. 
but I was reluctant to use one because it wasn't clear to me which towel was to be used for drying. And this was before we knew the maid was just going to walk in willy-nilly and change out towels every day. Yeah, and she probably was just like on bidet duty trying to catch us on that thing. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so how they work is you put soap in your hand and just go to town on your butt with your little fingies, right? With your fingies, guys. You know what fingies are? They're what's on your hand, but you remove the R. Like, it's not like a squirter like I thought a bidet was. It it just, like, drips out like a faucet. And then you got to yeah. kind of splash the water on your butt with your hand. And it's the same, at least in the first hotel, it's like the same soap dispenser for the sink. So how do I know the last guy didn't, like, wipe his ass a bunch with his well, poop some hands? some of the other ones we went to did have special soap for the butt. But it, I tried Googling it because I was like, I want to do this right because I don't know what I'm doing. And I Google it, and every YouTube response I got, every result was like an American that was like, okay, so how do you use a bidet? Well, this is what I heard. I'm not sure, but (laughs) what I heard was, I'm like, why is this fucking a secret? Why are we hearing rumors and whispers about how to do it? It should be like an instruction like chart behind it. Like an Italian man comes in and shows you. Maybe that's what the maid was trying to do. She's like, do you need assistance using the butt wash? Oh, we also pulled that alarm. Yeah, there's an alarm. Every like place in Italy has to have an alarm in the, in shower. the shower. It's like a, a cord you pull. I pulled it because, of course, I did, and it set off an alarm, and I felt bad. But then I was reading about it, and it was like, yeah, everyone does that. They never check anymore when the alarm goes off. Because <laughs> Americans always pull it. You Google, mm-hmm. what string do shower, please? <laughs> So we didn't wash our butt, and so our butts got real gross <laughs> while we were over there. It's just so much manual labor. <laughs> so much easier to just use toilet paper. Walk us through how to use a bidet. Not an American bidet, an Italian bidet. You got to okay, waddle so- over to a whole separate device and then touch your poop with your bare hands? No, thank you. Yeah, it's a lot. So that was our first place. It was fine. It was nice enough. Could have been a little bigger. It doesn't matter. Uh, Rome was fantastic. We got so much good food. Honestly, I... I I almost want to say overall the best food came from Rome. Yeah, in general. I, I, yeah. We had good food everywhere, but I feel like almost every meal we got in Rome was like just, just delicious. The first thing I ate was like top of my list for a while. I just yeah. got this, I forget what it's called exactly, but it's basically just pasta with like cheese and pepper. Yeah, it's peppery cocoa. That's not it. But it's, That's not it. <laughs> Are you looking it up? Yeah. I did Duolingo before we went pretty intensely, and none of it stuck. It was like a few words I remembered. I I learned a little bit as we were over there. Most people speak English, and like you panic, and you're like, I only speak English, and they're like, yeah, that's that's fine. We do, too. The maid spoke none. It's Casio y Pepe? Yeah. Casio y Pepe? Y Pepe? I don't know what it is. It's cheese and pepper and pasta, and it's amazing. Yeah. I don't like my pasta very firm. And that's kind of what they do. But I did not mind. It was it was good because the pasta was good. And the yeah, it really was, was. I can't get over how good it was sometimes. I will say we found a place. It was our second or first night. And it was great pasta. It was a great place. But Stacy accidentally ordered um, about a gallon of wine. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> what you need to know about Italy is wine there is free. <laughs> it is <laughs> it's so cheap. Everywhere has like a house wine. And that's usually what we got. Maybe that's bad wine, but it was always pretty good. It tasted I like there was fine. only a couple that weren't great, but maybe we should have been springing for the better wine. Who knows? But you could get a glass of house wine for like three bucks. Yeah. Okay. But the first night, there was a liter of wine on the menu for like like $7 or something, $8. 
10 at the most. And it came with like a children's play toy. <laughs> but I was like, okay, a liter is a bottle. We should get that. That's like so cheap. But uh, I was wrong. A bottle of wine <laughs> is 750 milliliters. So it is a little bit more than a bottle. So we just get this whole giant jug of wine. But it was our first night. We were like, we can do it. Two strapping gentlemen sit next to us and order like half of that. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, yeah, maybe we got too much. So I mean, we got a half, drunk. A half a liter is less than a bottle. We typically will drink a bottle of wine if we're like having a night in. Yeah. I mean, we enjoyed it. We had a great time. We even offered the rest of our wine to those guys. We're like, no, no, we're full. But we did notice you ordered a lot of wine. <laughs> uh, your food at that restaurant was great. Oh, my God, it was. It was so good. What was it? It was a basil pesto pasta, and then it had a cheese With on the top. Burrata cheese, yeah, yeah, burrata cheese. It was so. It was. It was. It was I'm thinking about it now. It's so good. That was a good little find. We had kind of just like Googled this neighborhood that was supposed to be kind of cool nightlife, but we had, we had no idea where we were like going. And one place was too much of a wait, and I kind of just was like, this was sort of my method in all of Italy. Just like look on the map where we are and like zoom in and check for anything that's like more than five and a half stars. Yeah. And then this place was just like kind of back and hidden and it was great it was was really cute we did a bunch of walking tours everywhere we went we would go to a walking tour free ones yes but you end up tipping that person so i mean it wasn't free free and we would always tip there's an app called guru walk it's for like a bunch of different cities where you can just like look through different free tours and yeah they're free but they expect you to tip like 10 to 50 euro yeah you say to 50 you would have to have really enjoyed that to give them 50 that's what the recommendation is. Some of these varied in their quality. I mean, it really came down to how charming and informed the guide was. Some of them were, you know, actors essentially and were really fun and engaging and funny. And some were interesting, but like it wasn't quite as good. But our hope was on some of these that we would maybe meet some people we could hang out with. That never happened. No. Uh, not even one time. We did four walking tours, I think, and two food tours. The food tours weren't free. The food tours, we found people that were pleasant to chat with, but nobody ever wanted to hang out after. Everyone was either like old and tired or young and tired (laughs) or like had other friends that they were going to go do stuff with. And tired. (laughs) But yeah, the the walking tours just never felt like there was anyone really to click with. Yeah. And I mean, they all varied in quality. Some were really fun. Some were like kind of whatever. The first one was maybe my favorite, the yeah. the art one. We did one. Mm. It was called like Murder Mystery, but I don't know. It's kind of a mm, loose yeah. title to get. It's clickbaity. But um, it was about this one specific artist kind of whole life and work, Caravaggio. Mm-hmm. But the tour guide was Irish and he was just like very passionate about it. And we like went into different churches and stuff and saw the art. And this guy was sort of like... Ahead of his time, I guess. Like, he kind of invented a lot of stuff. The literal paints he were making basically drove him crazy, and he died from inhaling paint, essentially. A whole bunch of people wanted to kill him, but it sounded like he probably died from chemical exposure. Yeah. Which was related to some of his wounds, though. Yeah. But it was, like, cool to have someone point out art to us and explain why it was good. Yeah. I mean, other than just looking at it, you could tell it was good, but, like, he would explain why it was different than the other art at the time. Yeah. So that was fun. We did some food tours, like Stacey said, and we actually met a lot of cool people on one of the food tours, but then we got to the end and they were like, we're all going to bed. They were all going to go fuck. And uh, they left us. <laughs> we saw the Pantheon. 
Yes. That was cool. It's very big. You'd seen it before. You'd been to Rome. Yeah. It was a trillion degrees that day. Oh, my gosh. It was supposed to be fall. We were thinking this trip would be cold, but it was cold like our last night in Venice. Like, it was like 50. That was it. But Rome every day was like 90 degrees. We knew that before we went, so we were prepared summer clothes-wise, but like, who knew? We also went to the Colosseum. Let's talk about that, okay? Because the Colosseum was a scam. So the Colosseum, <laughs> I went there years and years and years ago, and I just waited in line, got a ticket, went in. Now they do this thing where the Coliseum sells their tickets like three months in advance. And then some scalpers come in and buy all of the tickets. And then they resell them as package deals as part of like tours. And because it's now a quote unquote tour, they can charge 100 euros for it or 80 euros as opposed to the 12 euros it was supposed to cost. And the tours were not super good. We had a pretty shitty tour. It was just this guy walking around very unenthusedly telling us about the Colosseum while also using a, and you're going to think I'm joking. You're going to think Brian's exaggerating, but I'm not. The guy used a children's picture book to like show us what the Colosseum used to look like. Yeah, he would just like hold it up like you would if you were a teacher reading a book to a class, like pointing at the picture. Yeah, like a class of preschool children. <laughs> it was just but we like, were like a group of 50, mostly adults. Not about 50. 30. You'd be like, eh, this is where they would uh, kill the Christians. And then here's like a little drawing of just some people hanging out in the Coliseum. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's get some better photos. Another reason it sucked is because there's this area called the Roman Forum right by the Coliseum, which is like ancient Rome, essentially. There's just like ruins of very old stuff. And the Coliseum was guided. The Forum was not. But part of the group deal was we would get access to the Roman Forum after the Coliseum tour. So we're done with the tour. And he's like, all right. You guys can come back here in 90 minutes and go into the forum. But the way it was pitched was definitely like not a 90 minute wait. Because we had like plans to do this in the afternoon and then go do something else at night. So now we're this like is extending our day a whole bunch and we have like nothing to do around this area really. Yeah, for like an hour, just killing time. We did go get some delicious little deep fried rice balls though. Yeah, they were so good. That was some of my favorite food. Mm hmm. But the Coliseum itself was cool. It was cool to be in there. Yeah. The last time you went, you didn't get to go down on the floor. Right. Because you do have to pay extra for that no matter what. And I got to go on the floor. And that was kind of cool. We also recorded a bunch of videos of me just confidently being wrong about Roman history. Like mansplaining Roman history incorrectly. That was fun. Yeah. We're, I'll start posting those. In general, a lot of the places we went were very touristy. Yes. We thought we were going in sort of an off season and i think we were honestly but walking through parts of rome especially near the Colosseum, i mean i expected that you want to see the things and that's where everybody is but it was just like very crowded and it, there's like what they have in new york but different there's just like people doing scams the big one there is like these guys will walk around with roses and hand them to women <laughs> and like force them into women's hands like oh you need oh just take it just this yeah. is for you so beautiful. just take it and then she'll be like, okay, thank you. And then he like approaches the dude and is like, oh, you owe me for this whole bouquet now. Yeah. And he's like, what? He's like, oh, you, you want me to take it away from your girlfriend? Is that what you want? But they just like come into restaurants too and no one yeah. shoes them away. And it was always sad when you would see a woman walking with one, meaning that it was like, oh, you <laughs> yeah. got, you got tricked. <laughs> Were there other things too? Other scams? I mean, there was always guys trying to sell toys, like children's yeah. toys, just like, like really drones. bored. Yeah. Yeah, but the rose thing was the big one. Don't fall for the roses. It sounds like a song. 
We also kept getting warned about pickpockets, especially in Venice, but mm-hmm. we were prepared for that, I think, with our... Yeah, I mean, we were safe. I didn't see it happen. I think that's the point. You also had some meatballs in Rome that were just, like, so good that I'm, like, upset about it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Our last night in Rome, we went to a neighborhood called Trastevere. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's maybe a little touristy, but it's. I think it's also kind of near, like, a college. It was just this sort of cool little bunch of back alleys with like shops and restaurants and stuff but it definitely felt less touristy and we went to this place that was maybe we, we really tried to not go to the restaurants near the tourist attractions because everyone said don't go to those those are for americans it's not real italian food this place maybe was a little bit touristy but it was maybe some of the best food we had yeah i got these meatballs that actually were prepared similar to that cheesy pepper pasta dish like they were stuffed with that and it had some like potatoes and greens on the side, but the meatballs were just so good. That was, you were jelly. Yeah. I think you got that pasta at that restaurant, the same pasta mm-hmm. I had had. I did. Which was good. But the meatballs just like melted in your mouth. Yeah, I, it was so good. It was so good. And then we kind of just walked around that neighborhood and got drinks then a couple places. Then we people watched. <laughs> we were, Guys. again, hoping someone would find us cool and charming and be our friends. But we. But instead, we sat next to the worst people on earth. <laughs> we sat next to some American students, okay? There's this guy. I didn't see him do cocaine, but he had the vibe of someone who just doesn't stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there chain smoking, shirts way too tight. And he's just talking about, like, his day super fast, mile a minute. His friend orders a steak that he has about a bite and a half of, and he's like, ah, I don't want any more of this. They're just like rich fucking kids. They're American. Yeah. Like foreign exchange Shitty students. rich kids. But this one guy's talking forever, and then at some point he's done, and the girl next to him, she goes, well, I want to tell you guys about my day. So the day I get up and I start to go to, and then he immediately stops her and goes, oh, I got to tell you about my day. And then he starts to tell his day, which was, you know, he had to stop her story because his was so good. His story was about how he woke up still kind of hungover and drunk and went to his Italian class and just like didn't pay attention. And the teacher could totally tell. It was worth interrupting her. Yeah. God forbid she finished her boring ass story because we had to know about how he was a little tired and hungover in class. And he was bragging about like how he's investing. And making money off the like wars in the world. And it was just like he was just like talking about himself constantly. It was like, oh, you suck. But like, I'm going to have another drink and listen. At some point, the two douchebags got up and the two other people... To do cocaine. Like, <laughs> we don't know that. The two others were like, oh my God, these guys. We really wanted to like chime in and be like, why are you guys hanging out with them? Yeah, you, you guys seem cool. And then the, the steak guy got up at some point and the douchier of the two like broke a glass on the ground. Yeah. And he's like, no big deal. Who cares? No one saw. But then like a server came over to clean it up and he didn't even like say sorry or something. He just like ignored her while she swept it. I don't know. Just She was below him. They also knew some guys at a different table who were much kinder, but you know, also kind of college boys. One of them had brought his kitten to the bar. (laughs) Right, right. Who looked looked a lot like like Kurt. Kurt. He had little black spots on his head. And uh, I showed him a picture of Kurt and they thought it was great. We did a lot of walking in Rome. We probably could have taken more public transit. We were a little unsure of how the buses worked because there's not a ton of subways. And actually, there was one day where there was a strike. They have like strikes for the public transit there sometimes that are like planned. But it's really not hard to take the bus. So if you go there, don't be scared. You can pay on the bus with your phone. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's mostly what happened in Rome. 
I'm sure those guys are going to die uh, in car accidents. Don't worry about it. Then we went to Florence. Florence is a very cute city with an amazing church, the Duomo. It like I had heard about it. You know, I was like, oh, it's pretty impressive, blah, blah, blah. But then when you see it, you're like, actually, this is pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, we had watched a bunch of YouTube videos to sort of learn about the places we were going. But I was like, maybe we shouldn't watch too many. I don't want to see too much in videos and not be surprised. And I had seen this thing in videos, but yeah, it just like took your breath away. I think we had seen it from a distance. But then when we were on a walking tour, I think the guy actually did a very good job of like teasing it. Like you could kind of see it. But then he he brought us there like around a corner where you suddenly got like a great view of it. And I was like, holy shit, this thing yeah. is like huge and intricate. Yeah, it, it was. It's got so many small details. It was pretty impressive. I was impressed. Impressed. I was. I. I would go. I, if I had to choose one word, and say impressed. Impressed. <laughs> we also stayed at more of like a B and B. It was like this apartment with like four different rooms and like a little common area. And the woman would just like make you breakfast every day. She yeah. asked us like what we wanted for breakfast. And she's like bacon and eggs, Americans. And we were like. Sure. So she like cooked us bacon and eggs both days we were there. Her name was Jenny and she was a dream. Yeah. She was a very shy woman, like not super chatty, but so nice, helpful. It was so funny because our first hotel was very small, but her place was enormous. Just so much extra space. Yeah. Like our room was huge. There was not an official lock on the door. So someone could just look in at us through the keyhole, but we put a towel over it. (laughs) (laughs) And they did construction literally all night long. Outside. Yeah, all night long construction, literally right outside our window. That's not Jenny's fault. Like jackhammering that began at 1 a.m. Yeah, it's not Jenny's fault. That's just Italy's fault. But yeah, such a cute little place. Stay with Jenny if you go to Florence. We went to the sandwich shop where they intentionally listened to jazz music. <laughs> this place was insane. There's more to that sentence than what I just said. They Most intentionally people listen to jazz accidentally. Listen to jazz music. I meant they like intentionally like make sandwiches very slowly and take their time. But those sandwiches were real good, man. Yeah, I think this is my favorite sandwich, like mm-hmm. deli meat type thing. Yeah, it's it's three dudes. One guy speaks English very well. He's at the counter. He's down to help you figure out what you want on your sandwich because the menu's all very Italian. So like nobody that's a tourist really knows what the hell they're ordering. So right. he's there to like explain it to you. Very slowly writes your order. And then there's another man who's just like, they're all sloth people, I think. It's just <laughs> all three of them. They're dressed really cute. They got like like suspenders and like old timey shirts on. But one guy just like puts the spreads on the sandwiches. And like, I think he assembles them, basically. He's, he's making the sandwiches. And then the third guy is slicing all the meat to order. But just so slowly. I regret not taking a video. It was so slow, guys. It was comical because this is like a really tiny, narrow place where there's like a line out the door. I mean, what, like 10 people ahead of us, maybe? But we probably spent, you know, half hour from the beginning of the way to the time we got our sandwich. Yeah. But it was good. We got two different things. Both were great. Yours was probably better. You had like a truffle sauce or something. Yeah, it was honestly just so good. I'm thinking about it now and God, I want more. It had to be a choice how slow they moved because they could serve so many more people if they just sped up a little bit. We did a food tour in Florence. Uh, Yeah, so Florence, here's what I want to say. Florence has this history that's super interesting about how after the Roman Empire fell, there was a lot of people but not a lot of food, and so they had to, like, make do with, like, every part of the animal, and they found a lot of inventive and genius ways to make not exciting food palatable. 
specifically I'm talking about awful. So like tripe or cow stomach. And I was like, I know it's gross sounding, but we're here. Let's do it. Our tour guide recommended this little cart for it. Yeah. They also have some bread that is not salted. And that was because they used to not salt it so that it would last longer, which makes sense. But uh, they could start salting it now. You guys, you have, yeah. you can start salting it now, guys. You, you just go ahead and put some salt in it. It's not, it's not, it's very not good bread, guys. Yeah, the bread sucked. The cow stomach was inedible. Like, listen, I get it. Some people liked it. And I'm glad, but I gave it like a good college try and I could not finish it. Much like that college boy in a steak. Yeah. I gave him a college try, couldn't finish him. Well, I meant because Wait, what are you talking about? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for the time I fucked that college boy. No, I mean the college kid we were just talking about that couldn't finish his steak. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> when did you fuck a college boy? Back in college. I was also a college boy. <laughs> Yeah, we you got the stomach sandwich. I got like a vegetarian sandwich the dude also had recommended. You mean you got a soup on I, bread? I thought I was getting soup, but it was a soup sandwich. It was a bread soup sandwich. Stacy was like, and I'll take this blah, 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 which we 100% thought was a soup. And he took what looked like a thick soup and just put it between two pieces of unsalted bread. Ribolita like, is soup, but they, they thicken it with bread. And yeah. apparently then they put it on more bland ass bread. Yeah, it wasn't good. I could have eaten mine, but it was not that good. And yours, neither of us were like going to eat it. it. It did have good flavor, but the texture was a little hard for us to stomach. I just couldn't <laughs> with the... <laughs> so so uh, ultimately, we didn't love the food there. We were trying some exotic food. I'm sure their like pastas and stuff were good and fine. But I didn't love the awful. The stuff but on the food tour was okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked the apps more than the entrees that we had. Yeah, the like those uh, little pizza looking things. Those were super good. They were sandwiches. Yeah, mm -hmm. the pizza looking things that were sandwiches. And we had like a meat and cheese spread that was good. Great wine. So much gelato. Someone told us to get gelato and pasta every day, but like four days in, I was like, "This is enough gelato and pasta. I need yeah, to break." I don't need any more gelato. <laughs> I think the gelato by our first hotel was the best. That's another thing. You're supposed to get gelato that isn't on display. Like the places will have like the bright colored heaps of gelato. That's like not real gelato. You have to go somewhere where it's like hidden in a little silver canister. It has to do with a couple things, but part of it is the temperature that needs to stay at to keep its consistency. Mm -hmm. So like if you can see it, it's like a mound of it. That is got to be held at a lower temperature. For it to stay like that and not melt. Or it has to be not exactly gelato for it to stay solid like that. So what you need to have is the one that's like in a pan. You can't even see it until they take it out. The one by our first hotel was the best where we didn't understand any of the flavors because they were in Italian. Right. We kind of were just like, what should we get? We did some people watching. We sat and had some drinks and saw like the coolest mom in the world. There was a mom, her daughter, what I suspect was her daughter's two friends. They were all smoking, no problem. They were all American. The one guy, though, he was talking about how he smoked a bunch of weed, and they were laughing about it, and, like, the one daughter was talking about how she wanted to bang some Italian men, and the mom was laughing about it, and I was like, this is the most open mom in the world. <laughs> She's just like, oh, you're here, your friend here smokes weed, and you want to bang Italians? That's great. Like, there's nothing wrong with those things. I'm just imagining my mom <laughs> being so uncomfortable. <laughs> I did like the tour we took in Florence, too. That was probably yes. the second best one. Yeah. There was another guy who was like an actor, and he was very performative and like I think really was passionate about the city. 
It's just like interesting history. Like this, this one family basically like owned the whole town. And yeah. Like they had two people in their family become pope. I mean, it's very corrupted stuff, but it was just interesting to hear about like the, I don't know, like how the plague affected stuff and. Yeah. Because there's just, it's so old there. Like things were different in like every century. Mm-hmm. I will say Florence isn't huge and it got a little redundant after two days. Maybe we didn't explore enough of it. We didn't really do museums. We didn't do too much that you had to pay for. The Coliseum was like our big paying for something tour. Because there's just so many lines to like wait to go into these things. Yeah. So we, we just didn't really do that. So we did these free tours and we kind of just explored on foot. And we had seen some art in Rome. I'm not against art. I like art. I'm just not an art expert. So Yeah. But Florence, it's a lot of restaurants and leather stores. And it yeah. just seems like every the other same thing fucking leather store. sells the same stuff. I'm like, how do these places stay in business when they're all selling like the same thing? And the restaurants don't have a ton of variety either. Like for the most part, they sell the same things. They kind of have the same vibe. Yeah. What I will say, though, is we had maybe some of the best food we had in Italy. Yes. In Florence. We got some steak, some Florence steak. Holy shit. Florence is known for steak. We didn't get like the T-bone that they're especially known for. Their yeah, waiter right. actually advised against it because it was like 10 p.m. We had to get a super late reservation. But this was probably our favorite meal. Yeah, it was so good. Like every bite was just delectable. Yeah. I really love a peppercorn sauce. Yes, you do. And it was like a brandy peppercorn sauce. It was great. I, I would like more of the sauce now, please. Just I'll eat it like a soup. Uh, you mean like uh, on bread then? Not Florence bread. <laughs> Also, people love Neptune. It's like their favorite fucking thing in Italy. They're just like, God from the Bible. But also, Neptune's cool, right? Let's see him naked. A lot of naked Neptune statues <laughs> in the water. I don't remember what city we're in. I think it was Venice. We just walked into some random church and walked around. I was like, man, they really fucking love God here, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> love God. Man. There's so many giant churches that are so ornate inside. There's a lot of money given to God in Italy. Yeah. Then we went to Bologna for just a day. It was fun. We did have some good food there. We had a food tour. This is where somebody coughed into my wine. <laughs> this woman like just 100% coughed into my wine while we were having sandwiches. I was like, cool, cool. Bologna is a college town. It's got the oldest university in like the Western world, essentially. But it, it reminded me of being in like Madison or Austin. Yeah. It just felt like very young and like hipstery. I liked the vibe there a lot. I wish yeah. we could have stayed there longer. Our hotel did suck. Yeah. I had no desire to be there much longer than it, we were. It was hot. We had to go all the way to the top floor. There were cats cleaning the streets at night, and they were very loud. <laughs> yeah, Brian like went to take a shower or something, and I was just like laying in the bed that takes up the entire room, reading the reviews of this place, because I was like, how did this happen? Why did we pick this place? And I found this review that says, the walls are tiny, <laughs> and you can hear what is being said in the next room. Unfortunately, in the middle of the night are cats who wash the street and are very noisy. <laughs> but we didn't hear the cats cleaning the street. I was really looking forward to that. Yeah. We were up six floors, but... Obviously, they meant cars or something like that. Maybe but... cabs? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but... Did you say calves? Cabs. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was bummed. We didn't get to hear the noisy cats. I know. Magical Mr. Mustafa's cleaning <laughs> up Neptune's dick. But yeah, the it had its own vibe. They have these things called porticos, which are like 
archways essentially over the sidewalks. You know, it's like almost like walking under scaffolding, but it's like part of the design of the buildings above. That's like in a lot of the city. So you're like walking under these like huge, beautiful archways. Then our last stop, we went to Venice. And Venice is magical. The streets are water. It's crazy. It's a crazy place. I'd say go. Just go. Go now. Go see it soon before it's gone. You got some time. You don't have to go next year, but you might only have like 10 years. The city is sinking and the people who live there are all moving away. And it's getting worse and worse every year and more expensive and harder to maintain. So the thought is within 30 years, it might not be there or it'll be a ghost town. I don't think it'll be sunk in 30 years, but yeah, it's all tourists. It's so touristy. And like, I think they said like 50 or 60,000 people live there and they lose like a thousand every year because it's so expensive. And yeah, this the only industry is tourism. So we did this like podcast boat tour where you just like ride the little boat bus around and you like play this podcast along with it and it tells you stuff about Venice. That was like a five-year-old tour and it was like talking about how bad it's getting, that it's just basically going to be like a ghost town museum someday. Oh my gosh. I think about this every day. When we were on that boat tour, Mm -hmm. it was night and we looked up and in this window... It's just this like very old man in a nice suit just like looking out at the water. I don't know. It was it was like so far away and distant. And then he just like, I don't know, got up and closed a a book and spun his globe. It was just like from a movie. We're getting like Lovecraftian vibes from this guy. (laughs) Like he's been he's got like a Hellraiser puzzle box up there. He just did something. He put a curse on someone and he's just like thinking about what he did, looking out the window. Or he's about to transfer his essence into a child or something like it become them. Like he's something supernatural. I think about it every day. Yeah, that's what he wanted. Uh, The city, though, is so beautiful. It really was. Like, uh, just walking around was fantastic. They do say and warn you that there's a lot of pickpockets, so you have to be careful. But they also tell you that other than that, it's really safe, which was cool because you're walking through this maze of a city, this labyrinth of a city that's really confusing and easy to get lost in at night where it's very poorly lit. And you hear, like, the water lapping up against stuff. And you'll just start walking, and there just won't be anyone for a while. And it was like, this should be scary, but I never felt in danger. Sometimes it was a little scary. Like, you come around a corner and there is someone. You're like, I don't know you. Yeah. But yeah, it is cool. There's just water everywhere. There's main canals. There's like the big, the Grand Canal where like a ton of boats go through. It's like these bus boats and like taxi boats and gondolas like all just kind of weave with each other and know where to go. It's not like clear paths. They just like stay out of each other's way. But, like, anything that gets brought into the city, too, like, it has to be done by boat. Like, trash, I'm sure, goes out by boat. Or, like, I think in the morning when we were leaving the last day, we saw, like, a laundry boat. At some point, we got very drunk. We went to a bar. We're like, what's a fancy bar? We were talking to the bartender, having a good time. Had a couple drinks. But I also had some tiramisu, which did not agree with me. And at some point, I was like, well, I need to use the bathroom very badly. And also, I have to pee. Let's go home. And we started heading out. And we immediately got lost because Google Maps does not understand Venice. Even Google Maps is like, no, we're not. We're giving up on this city. It's sinking. We're not going to map it. <laughs> the dot, you can't trust it, we learned. No. But also, it we, we didn't know really how it worked at this point. But there's these little boats that you can pay like $2 at points just to go across the canal. Those close at some point, but Google Maps doesn't know that. So we're following Google Maps home and we get to the water and it's like, take the boat. We're like, 
but it, it, there's no boat at 1 a.m. Yeah, when you turn to me and you're like, okay, well, uh, it says to take a boat. I was like, <laughs> well, I have to piss so bad. Because uh, our hotel was on the other side of this canal, but there's only so many bridges. So now our option is to, like, find a bridge, which we can do if the dot freaking worked. Because it's just like yeah. a labyrinth. So we we don't know how to, like, get to the bridge because we can't like, get out of this maze. We had a general idea of which way to walk, but you just keep hitting dead ends. Eventually, we bumped into these two nice Austrian boys who <laughs> were going the way we were going, and we just kind of followed them and figured it out. Two very drunk Austrian boys. They both had drinks in each hand. <laughs> <laughs> they were able to get us where we were going, so they were nice. We had a lot of seafood there, some good, some bad. I ordered just like some sea bass with potatoes and vegetables. That was in my top three to five meals for sure. I'm not a big like ordering fish person when I go out, but I was pleasantly surprised with that. Oh my gosh, we almost went to a scam restaurant. We see a table. We, we were going to go to a restaurant. It was closed. So we're, we think we're far enough away from touristy area. And we, we're just, we'll find something around here. And we find like kind of a perfect table. And they're just so excited to have us sit down. They're like rushing us to sit down. And we're kind of like, okay, sure, this is a good table. It already feels like very much like, we got him. We got him. Just get him to sit and we got him. And we sit down and then we start getting some more red flags. I think I had looked on Google Maps at the review, but I looked at the wrong place. Yeah. But yeah, we just felt very rushed. I didn't really see anything on the menu that sounded great. In fact, one of the things was called like spaghetti mamma mia, which was a little... um, We were told that Italians don't put meatballs on spaghetti and also that they're very... I mean, this is a generalization, but they're very particular about their food. If you're like, hey, I want this modification, I've heard stories that they'd be like, uh, no, I don't do those modifications. Well, we get there, and the first thing we see on the menu, like you said, is spaghetti with meatballs, the Mama Mama Mia spaghetti. (laughs) That doesn't sound super good. And then I start to ask him a question. He's like, oh, if it's not in the menu, whatever you want, we can make it for you. I'm like, that's not the vibe I've been getting from Italians this far that know how to make good food. Meanwhile, I look it up on Google again. They have like a 2.3 or something. We're like, okay, we need to go. We had already like ordered a bottle of water because you got to order bottles of water there. And we just, like, said we found friends who were going to a different restaurant. We, we had to go. I bet that happens all the time. Yeah. But I, I was like, we, we're not going to waste one of our few meals in this town at this place. I'm just sad that we missed out on that Mamma Mia spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. I'm sure, like, the food would have been fine. But, I, like, we're, we're in the city for, like, three meals, you know? You, you like, want it. Because there were, like, specific foods we wanted to get, too, that, like, weren't on this menu. Yeah. But then we found the bass. It was great. Yeah, then we had bass that was delicious. And the tiramisu. Great night. Tiramisu (laughs) ruined my stomach. But then, just imagine, guys, you're in Venice. You literally can't find your way home. It's dark. At this point, anytime you run into somebody, they don't speak your language. Your girlfriend's phone just keeps telling you to get on boats that aren't there. And you've got to shit so much you're going to explode. It was tough. It was a tough it was a tough time in my life. Those cocktails were good though. They were. But then for the last meal, we were told to go to this place to get risotto. We kept putting off getting risotto. And then we got some real shitty, lukewarm-ass risotto. It wasn't good. And they bring it out. And like immediately I told you, it was like lukewarm. Like it was hot, but it like wasn't real hot. It was a seafood risotto. Obviously, we're in Venice. And all of the muscles are closed. Like closed, closed. Like you had, to, I couldn't pry them open. Which is an indication that either they're bad or that they have not been cooked enough. 
And so I say to the guy, like, hey, these aren't, like, open and, like, you know, we'd like to eat something. He's like, oh, those muscles are, well, they're, you know, they're just for show. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? They're just for show. No. There's food in the middle of them. I forget who, somebody joked that they just, like, take them out when they take the dish back and clean them off and put them in the next <laughs> yeah. dish. He's like, no, look, they're open over here. And then he points at some clams. I'm like, yeah, those are clams. And he's like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. And then he's, like, pushing through this risotto. He's like, oh, no, in here. And I couldn't really tell, but I was like, I don't think you're even pointing at mussels. They ended up opening them, and they were a much different color than what he was pointing at. So, like, I, whatever, guys. I feel bad that we stole their show mussels that they can't use them again. <laughs> I also think that they didn't charge us as much as they were supposed to. Not intentionally. I think they made a mistake. Yeah. Because it was risotto for two, but it was like, it sounded like the price was going to be doubled, but they charged us just for one person's worth. So yeah, it didn't feel like a total waste of money because it really wasn't very good. The rice was like undercooked. Risotto is supposed to take a long time and it really didn't. That sucked. I really wanted risotto and it was very mediocre to bad. Yeah. We did have a lot of good food while we were there, but just not there. Yes. We finished off the night at a bar that Johnny Depp had been to like 10 years ago and loved, and we had a really good dessert there. Yeah, we did. Our tour guide in Venice had recommended the bad risotto place, for risotto specifically. The thing that stands out most from the tour to me is like the last part we saw is St. Mark's Basilica. It's just this huge, ornate church thing but it's it's just made out of stuff that they stole from other places. Yeah, apparently a bunch of Venetians just like stole a bunch of shit from the capital of Italy. <laughs> a bunch of art and gold. We're like, we're going to make our church real nice, okay? Because God wants this stuff over here. He liked it over there, but now <laughs> he wants it over here. It's so ornate. It's just, there's a lot of like mosaic and stuff going on. Like a lot of yeah. it is pretty and cool, but like if you really look at it, it's just kind of random. Where the Duomo in Florence feels very well thought out. It's <laughs> just like some just like beautiful stuff glued together. It, it doesn't look bad. It's just it's like there's a lot. There's a lot going I, on. I kind of described it as like, you know, when you would play with toys when you were a kid and you had like various different action figures from various different sets that weren't the same sizes and stuff, but you put them all together. It's like that. But yeah, Venice is is cool. If I had a reason to go back, I would. It's hard to you get there. You have to. That man put a curse on you. <laughs> it's just a little hard to get to. It was probably the most expensive of the cities to like eat and stay in by a little bit. But I just found it so fascinating. It's not like anywhere else. Like it, it felt like inspiring almost. Like I could I could see like setting a horror movie there or something. I know they literally just did that with that Tina Fey movie, but that movie takes place like 90% indoors, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But it just like the the fact that it's a labyrinth and that it's on water, it, I could just think of like that man, I can't get it out of my head. What's his deal? But it's just, it's so sad that it, it was like the richest place in the world. And now it's just kind of this weird relic. Right. Where it was mostly American people. Then we flew home. <laughs> we had a layover in Amsterdam. Oh, my God. We took a, uh, well, first off, we took a flight that was just us and a thousand babies. Yeah, we were by like three babies. It was like a two hour flight, but it was so, I was trying to sleep, but there, there was a baby looking at me the whole time. It wasn't that bad as far as like, they did cry and stuff, but like, it wasn't torture or anything. But it was like, when I started clocking how many babies were there, I'm like, this could be rough. I was honestly more mad at the guy who had to make us get up to pee. Yeah. We were the, the aisle and there was a window guy, but it's a two-hour flight. Did he need to sit in the window that badly if he thought he might have to pee? He could have just been like, I'll sit on the outside. Yeah. 
whatever. It was a very chaotic short flight. But we had, I think, a 55-minute layover. But that included the boarding time for the second flight and the time it took to get off the first plane and we were in the back. So we had about, I think, 20 minutes between when we got off the plane and when boarding ended. And it was not a small airport and the gates were not close. And we had to go through like a mini customs behind several old people who had never used any kind of technology before. Yeah, it was. We uh, made it like just on time and we ran a lot of it. Yeah, we ran. And then I got randomly patted down. <laughs> they wanted me to sit down and take my shoes off. I was like, I could use a sit. This is fantastic. <laughs> I was like randomly selected for a security check or something. But that was so stressful. Yeah. We knew that might happen. And our flight was like early enough. Like we were supposed to get back to New York by like four. We were pretty confident if we missed it, there'd be another flight we could get on. But like, oh, I didn't like running through the airport. <laughs> I'm glad it's over. Then we had a long flight home where I w- we watched a bunch of movies. Yeah, Game Night. Game Night, Indiana Jones. I watched um, The Fablemans. I kind of liked it. I didn't love Indiana Jones. I Actually, I didn't hate it. Uh, I would say it was pretty good, but it wasn't great. The ending I didn't like. We also watched half of Dungeons & Dragons on the way there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They didn't have it on the way back, so we couldn't finish it. Do you think it ends like Gladiator? We'll never finish either of them. We'll never know. Oh my god, this is unrelated, but there's a character in Gladiator, Proximo. We read this while we were there. This guy, like, drank himself to death hard. Yeah. Read about it. I'll put the link to his deal. I mean, it's kind of sad, but the amount of alcohol he had when he died was impossible. Mm-hmm. But he died during the production of Gladiator, so we haven't gotten to this part yet, but I guess they had to, like, get real creative with how they were going to finish the movie <laughs> with this guy being dead. And then uh, it was a long trip home. We made it. So much transportation just when you're in New York to get back home, honestly. Yeah, so we took a boat, a bus, a plane. No, well, no, wait, no. Wait, There was a bus. <laughs> we took a boat. Oh, after we ran to just make it onto our plane, they must have made some sort of mistake because they had two like jet bridges open. And we run down one of them and we get to it and it just ends and there's not a plane there and we're like what did we miss it did like stacy's path down make us miss this flight was the dog and then we wrong? run down uh it's funny uh but then we found the actual jet bridge and we we got on but like just in time but it was like you should have seen us being like what <laughs> there was also a bus to a plane yeah. at one of the airports we had to like take a bus across the runway so on the way home we took a boat to, to a, a bus, bus to, a, to bus, a bus to a plane to a plane we ran to another plane Ran to another plane, took a plane. Trick jet bridge. And then a tram. A tram. A subway. To a subway that we had to switch to another subway. And that's it, I think. Then we walked home a little. And then we, we did a little bit of walking. It's a lot. It's a lot of transportation in one day. <sighs> it really We were was. tired. And Kurt was yeah. mad at us. <laughs> he did seem unhappy to see us and confused. But he's been very lovey since then. Yeah. That was a while ago. We got home like two, three weeks ago. I'm still going through the pictures. I'm going to post them. Brian made a whole series of videos that I'm going to throw online where he is mansplaining to me Italy incorrectly. Yeah, on purpose. We just had a lot to catch up on when we got back because we were very busy for three weekends in a row. Mm -hmm. Not home, but we're happy to be back podcasting again. Those are all the stories we can think of. I'm sure there's a million more. Maybe it'll come up again in our upcoming podcast. Thank you so much for listening to all this. We had a good time. It was exhausting. It's good to be home, honestly. It's good to wake up and have our cat jump into bed and snuggle with us in the morning. Yeah. Instead of those street cleaning cats. 
Yeah. Brian, was it a good one? It was. It was a good one. Also, a lot of Italians were wearing clothes from like the 90s. So that means we're probably going to start wearing those soon here too. I, I think you just don't look at what young people wear here. Brian was very um distracted. That's, that's not the right word. You you had noticed that women wear like baggy mom jeans again. I was like, I think that's just a thing. But you don't yeah. see a lot of 20-year-olds. I'm just not a fan of it. There's nothing wrong with it. You're allowed to do whatever you want. But I was just like, oh, I just don't I don't get that trend. Yeah, it's it's back. Skinny jeans aren't cool. I'm not cool, Brian. It was good though. I um I didn't think about stressful home things. Yeah. We just walked around and ate good food and had the freest wine in the world. <laughs> well, if you want to follow along next time, we will be discussing part three of season eight of the Buffy comics. I posted this online, but this is the order we will be going in. We'll be starting with issue 8.21. Then there's like a special one-off issue called Harmony Bites, 8.22. Then there's a very short little thing called Vampy Cat Playfriend that I mm-hmm. highly recommend. Then 8.23 through 25. Then there's a whole bunch of one-offs in a row. Tales of the Vampires, The Thrill, Harmony Comes to the Nation, which is another little short one. Carpe Noctum, Parts 1 and 2. Another one-off called Always Darkest. And then there's a five-part saga, which is 8.26 through 30. What's that called? Retreat, I believe? I think so. Some crazy stuff happens, guys. We've, we read these, and... um. I'm excited to talk about it. There's some good and some bad, I think. In the meantime, please let us know your thoughts on our Italy trip. Uh, That's (laughs) how we usually end this. Let us know what we missed, what we should have eaten while we were there. Uh, Thank you for coming on this journey with us. And if you've stayed this long, wow, you're just an amazing person. Thank you for listening to us talk and unpack our trip. Have you been to any of those places? Did you have similar experiences? Did anyone cough into your wine? Let us know. Let us know. You can reach out by following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Gilmore Slayer, where we post all kinds of stuff. You can also send us an email at brianandstacyreviews at gmail.com. That's Brian with a Y and Stacy with an EY. For more bonus content, you can find us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash brianandstacy, where we post weekly video recaps of Angel, host Oh my God. Angel is insane right now, guys. Yeah, Angel's just got insane. Uh, we, we're a little ahead of what mm. we've posted on Patreon, but um, yeah, we, we binged a little. Follow us on Patreon. You'll see. We also host monthly live stream watch parties on Patreon, where we watch episodes of Buffy and Gilmore Girls, post monthly podcast outtakes, and share early extended episode previews. And shout out to our new Patreon subscribers, Jen Evers, Amanda Sketchy Reader, Carrie Schwent, Marissa Miller, Tiff, and Daphne Queen. Thank you, everybody. For more Brian and Stacey content, please be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel called Brian and Stacey. If you want to support our content, you can do so by making a donation of your choosing via the link found at the bottom of the episode description or in our social media bios. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and we'll give you a shout-out in an upcoming podcast. What do we need to do to get one of those Florence steaks shipped to us? Yeah, and still be good? I don't know. That waiter was nice. Maybe we could just find him on Instagram or something. We should ask him how to use a bidet. Yeah. Like, send us food. Also, how do you wash your butt? Also, why did you take that picture that way you did? (laughs) (laughs) We'll post it. It's weird. (laughs) Just real quick. There's a painting behind us of a woman. And I part of me was like, it'd be cool if some of the painting was in this photo of us. But it's like all painting, (laughs) which is like our heads at the bottom of the photo and this entire painting. Anyway, thank you for for listening to our stories of Italy. Ciao. Ciao. Bye.